0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wits End Podcast. I'm your host Devin, alongside my co-host Job. The show, <laughs> and uh, today we're talking about one of the coolest topics, most interesting topics in the world: aliens, or maybe out of this world. Uh, you know, to, to kind of start it off, I, I really want to have a conversation that's about uh why i think it's real and then if you have rebuttals because at this point i think there's enough evidence to prove that aliens exist you know just do you want to hear the evidence do you want to hear the proof Are you uh, just i mean gonna- there's there's things out there that one could probably possibly
1: believe in that which you know they totally debunk it but no i mean let's
0: hear it i guess we'll see what you got okay me. well uh, we'll start with so I'm, I love watching uh, documentaries TV shows about the topic uh, listening to people talk about it it's something that definitely interests me uh, and I saw a documentary a couple weeks ago it's an older documentary but it's called patient 17 and it's about a surgeon who removes microchips uh, you know I don't know the, the an implant maybe I guess you could call it but it appears to be from an intelligent life source, not made by humans. Uh, just because there's no surgical incision, the properties that are that the material is made up of is uh, highly specified and materials not typically found on Earth or in this galaxy. So to have all that combined randomly inside of someone's body so the would suggest... Plan. So how did this...
1: Element, you know get into this person. I mean, I mean obviously obviously we know that they say that it's some Being an alien or whatever you want to say, but
0: what is his recollection of this? Uh, So the way I understood it uh, because they honestly didn't talk about it a whole lot as far as like his Encounter uh, with aliens, but basically his story is as a young boy. He was in his room at night and They appeared (laughs) (laughs) in his room aliens of course uh appeared in his room and he was paralyzed you know with fear um didn't quite know what to do didn't really think it actually happened but then later on in life he was getting an x-ray done or or something of that ilk something where they're scanning your body and that's whenever they saw this tiny little speck in his leg he starts to do more research about it and ends up coming to the conclusion that hey this could be something more than just a, a little speck And so he goes to this surgeon who lets him know, hey, I just so happen to remove technology like this out of people's bodies all the time. And so on camera, you can see them removing this object from this guy's leg, uh, them running the diagnostics, having experts look at it and breaking it down. And the final conclusion is, hey, this isn't something we've ever seen before. Uh, given the what well, I think they call it the isotopic make, makeup of it, basically the materials inside of the eye that so were highly sophisticated. So to me, it was a little premature. in, Here's why I think this would not work out. Okay, so you
1: go to the doctor, you've got something in you, and he's like, oh, we don't. One, they can't tell by looking in MRI, CT, x rays. You know, like this is something, I mean, they could tell, okay, it's something there. But to jump straight to saying, hey, let's send you to this ufo surgeon you know not just a general surgeon or even if it was low enough i guess the doctor could potentially cut it out whatever but that that, to me there's some holes in that story or holes in that that would just go straight from oh we did this mri or cat scan or x-ray to straight oh let's send you to this you know alien your ufo doctor or surgeon I just happens to be i pulled this stuff out people before that that seems a little that seems a little strange you know obviously Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. So to me that kind of debunks that and then and on top of that, you know so he he recollects in what his version of An abduction or an encounter, you know, and then all these things he just automatically correlates that I mean if the dude fell down on, on a rock, you know, just saying, you know, this is an example He could have had a piece of that lodged in his leg or something that grew, you know over and so Obviously they were they're saying it's not a rock so I'll buy that. But I'm just saying this could have got there
0: received just this one incident. Well, um, you know first of all the first thing that I would say to that is we you know that's the thing and the story I don't think they really say how long he waited from the time that he found the speck to the time that he decided to have it surgically removed. Uh, but even if it was, you know, 3 or 4 years, you know, or 6 months, you know, from the time that he found it, to me that's kind of regardless of the point. You know, you have a object that uh, is highly sophisticated inside of your body that you in no way, shape, or form remember how it got there. Uh, On top of having an encounter whenever you were a child, uh, and other people having similar stories as well, because this wasn't the first patient to have uh, an object like this inside of them. Uh, In fact, some of them actually had two or three of these, inside of them
1: yeah so so but you know so the the thing goes is is the story goes with them and the emphasis was the people to pull this out you know they this had to have been they didn't say aliens am I my am correction so they said it was just a basically an intelligence yeah, advanced time. life so but the biggest thing that they said in that interview or in that documentary was they it was zinc 64 and zinc 66 and they're like basic and, and in there and I think I think I even have that actually in here um, yeah, so based on the ICP analysis of the object, Colburn is convinced that that to have enough evidence to confidentially claim the object is made from materials not normally found on Earth. Now, here's my issue with that. So I get on there, and I'm like, okay, that's intriguing. So I look up zinc-66, zinc-64. Those things are found on Earth. So just so we can clarify, and not to get too scientific with this, but zinc-64 is an ipotope is used in nuclear reactors. We obviously know that's been around for some time, mm-hmm. um, and zinc sixty-six and atom is a stable isotope of zinc, with relative atomic mass I and mean, that stuff. That's whatever. Um, Get some percentage of that's a natural abundance, uh, and nuclear. It's a nuclear spin zero, whatever world that means. I don't know. Out of my out of my realm. But the what I'm saying is, is they're they're claiming this stuff is not. You know, it's out of this world, and it's not. You know the two the two that they did say specifically um they're they're in abundance they're they're there um now i do know there's some talk about those things in just normal existence they're basically for all practical purposes they're gone they evaporate they disintegrate whatever but this stuff is here so it's not like this is some new thing so it's a lie.
0: I mean, well, but based here's off the that. thing, though. But here's the thing, though. But you're also not considering the fact that the complexity of all of these materials combined and these elements put together in one little rice speck of an object uh, is what makes it further questionable about its true origins. Because just because we have an abundance of uh, this certain type of element doesn't mean that we can put it together in such a way where it's it's functioning, uh, like they think it is well sure i mean
1: i i agree so, that you know a combination of a bunch of things could make you you could be like okay where'd this come from what is this yeah who you made know? it well and but, that's the
0: thing if it if it is something from this earth and somebody made that and put it inside of somebody what's going on with that well see but i look
1: at that as it's a it, to me i say it's a hoax and the reason i say it's a hoax is because you have to look at the source of where it came from and there's already a whole shot there's already errors in where it was presented you know so you know with them saying oh the zinc 66 zinc 64 it's out of this world it's from another planet no it's not so you've already got a lie or you got a, misinformation I, I don't say they're lying i think it's probably a public yeah you know trying to get some attention is what i ultimately would think but so they say these things and to the average person well, obviously because of how many people's watched it and views and all these other things you know they buy it um so you have to look at the source how, how credible is that source and from the start
0: when they're saying these things with misinformation, that source is not credible. Well, I, the thing it is that they're, they are experts in the field, but as far as the people who analyzed it and everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, people can have two different conclusions about uh, how rare or not rare something is, or how complex or not complex a situation is. Now, that's fine, <coughs> but you know we can't sit here and say like, oh, these guys are, are nut jobs, that are just, oh, look, we found alien software inside this person. Like, no, they they were doing it scientifically as far as you know, having it properly examined uh, to try and better understand it. Because either way, regardless of whether it is actually an alien or not, uh, somebody embedding radioactive substances inside of our body probably isn't. Well, yeah, because some of product. those, some
1: of those, they went so, in there and, and they said they were made in superconductors, which, the you know, long story on that, the material yeah. is toxic, you know, so... You know, obviously, you know, and and again, that's kind of a problem because, you know, even according to their own data that they sent over, this stuff is extremely toxic, but yet this guy has it in him. So so see, there's some errors there that that brings me to question. So I guess what I would say is, you know, can can we completely rule out that this was an object that was in this guy? I personally don't believe it because one two of the biggest things they said is debunked we know that they that is readily available or available the other one is this is so toxic or extremely toxic is the word they used but yet this guy had it and it didn't seem to bother him yeah so i would say it's debunked now to the effect that could this could something exist of that nature i'm not educated enough in a scientific field you know to to say you know i would obviously probably tend to say that this is that it was fabricated. And the reason I say it's fabricated, because even though these guys are, are smart, you know, I, I'm not gonna take away from their intelligence and in what they do, but money talks. And so I think that it's possible to, obviously, not possible, it happens every day in politics. You pay somebody a certain amount, X amount of dollars, they're gonna go with your story, you know? And, and if this gets enough traction, you know, depending on what their motive is, if it was just a hoax, just a whole scam to begin with, or just, Maybe they actually believed it, you know,
0: but either way, you can get somebody on board with that stuff. Well, here's what I would say, though. I That's kind of, to me, part of the problem in this conversation is that you do have people that try to stigmatize and say that there's a, a profit motive uh, or that this is uh, attention-grabbing stuff rather than people who have real stories and real understanding of, things that we don't normally consider through our day-to-day lives. Sure. And one of the things I mean by that is you have guys like Commander David Fravor, who, you know, he's a, a pilot in the, in the Navy, I believe. And with that, you know, we trust him to fly fighter jets, but he has a close encounter with an alien object called the, the Tic Tac. Right. Uh, there is video of it and <clears throat> comes back, you know, does his uh, reporting and everything else. And here we are years later and people are trying to say that uh, that's not a UFO that he was seeing, that it was either a bird or a glitch in the system. And the point that I'm ultimately trying to get at is that we always try to discredit uh, people that were willing to send in the air to protect America's skies, but we don't trust them enough that if they say they saw an unidentified flying object, oh, well, they must have been crazy. Well, I mean, there's got to be some some degree, some credibility as far as the government's
1: concerned with it, because they have people that keep an eye on that stuff that are supposed to report this stuff to. Uh, now, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, you know, I, you know, a direct answer for that one, I don't know what that guy's seen. My again, my issue with it is this, and and I'll probably say this to about any any topic that you'll probably pull up is in today's society in you know 2022, almost 23. There is so much, so many cameras. Everybody has a camera. I say everybody for the most part. Everybody has a cell phone. You know, everybody, there's cameras everywhere and stuff like that. And all the pictures that they ever have are always grainy and blurred. Now, there is the rare occasion that these things do come across, and, and I'm probably a little off on quote, so don't direct quote me, but the ones that are clear are debunked because they can see, okay, th- that's fake because of this or, or this or that because it's very easily spotted. So my issue with it is with the technology, with all these advancement we have in cameras and stuff like that, that th- these people from like outer space, you know, I don't know if they could pick up a pin on the ground from outer space, but I'm saying it is very detailed information with the camera and they're telling me that they, why are all these pictures blurry? You know, like we have very sophisticated <laughs> stuff Okay, well here you know they can the, so satellite from just let me, so we get this clear a satellite out there floating around they can pick you out and tell who you are they have that good of a visual how come we can't in every picture we get of some alien or some foreign thing it's always grainy and blurry where it's kind of like eh, I don't
0: know okay my first thing why would they give you the great footage why 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 would the government willingly come out because then at that point then they have to admit hey by the way we also have alien craft that we've recovered. And are currently bank engineering to try <coughs> well, and recreate, you, you know. So it opens up a, a gigantic door that they don't want. Open that's from the government, government side. I and mean, then, you know, further that kind of what you're saying about the side of, you know, with all the cameras and technology that we have. Well, whenever you're talking about people from another universe coming in, they can clearly cloak themselves, where they can be seen on radar but not visually, like eye to eye. But then they can also be seen visually, but not on radar. So to try and say, like oh, because someone can't pull out their phone and record them, doesn't mean that they aren't there, because like, I feel like if you're advanced enough to fly in here, you're probably advanced enough to know when someone whips out a phone and is trying to record you. I don't think so, because there's
1: too many people. I mean, if it was a one-on-one thing, we'd see that. Which is why there are
0: videos that exist, and that's the other half of it. You know, so you do have plenty of other examples that already do exist, where people do get, to get this on camera. Now the thing of it is, you gotta understand how far in the sky are these objects whenever this person's recording it. So no matter what, even with the best phones we have today, trying to record an airplane that's you know however high in the sky, well, people do this you're not stuff. Not gonna for, get the best video. People okay. do this stuff professionally, and they have professional cameras out there,
1: and well, always. The
0: professionals are really the ones who probably ruin ufology more. Than they may be, else, but the but thing I, of
1: it is that that does that. I mean, the argument's still there. Because there's professional people that do this. I mean, that's their life. They make a living doing it. I don't know. It'd be nice to know. Um, but they do real. this stuff. And, and so their pictures and stuff is the same thing. They're always, you know, some crappy photo or video.
0: And, you know, it, it always turns out that way. And I'm not trying to prove that every video is real. But the, the biggest point that I want to make is that even if one of them was real, just one, then that... that proves everything else that everybody's been saying for a long time. Yeah, if we could you know, prove so that, that's
1: the problem. We can't prove it because... But what
0: are we doing to find out? We're not doing much. You know, when you only give a... Oh, no, a, I think they fraud, are. I don't get wrong,
1: you know, because we could sit here and, and take a stance as like, no, I don't believe this, this ain't real. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I don't completely rule out that there's some existence of something else besides human life. So you think Roswell was you like know, a
0: balloon that crashed? Well, that one's debatable too. <laughs> uh, how, the biggest question I would have is, how do you go one day, hey, this is a down flying saucer, to the next day, oh, it was whatever. one. Well, I you mean, there's just the thing of it is, business. whenever there's the, the
1: problem of it is that anything that happens and all of a sudden, boom, the government gets involved. Yeah, you know, it raises red flags right off the bat. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it makes the person question. Okay, this guy said he's seen something, whatever it may be. And you can totally discredit. But then you have to do pull in, in fairness, to the situation or the topic. You've gotta to be like, okay, if it was a nothing, this guy's just, even if he's just completely lost his freaking mind, then why did the government show up at his house at a certain time to even look at to investigate it? Yeah. I mean, there had to have been some credibility, credibility. Yeah. So, uh, of some source, even if they ruled it a certain
0: way. So, well, yeah, you know. You, you talk about the government, uh, you know, lying about people, doing things to people. Um, to me, the best example you can bring up whenever we are having the UFO conversation is Bob Lazar, uh, because he's the man that exposed Area 51 and S-4 where they were studying and back engineering these spacecraft. Uh, he has a really good detailed account of what he did while he was there, uh, as far as what project he worked on, how everything worked. Uh, I would have to say because I anytime I'm watching something about UFOs I'm a skeptic because sure. it's like I, I want to believe it. Yes, but it's like there is so much BS out there because people do make money uh, Doing this stuff that it you want to make sure that the information you're getting is correct. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I got on and I saw Bob uh, talking about his experience and what he was doing, you know, right away you can tell that this guy is legit and <clears throat> the government Went to great lengths to try and discredit Bob, uh, that he had ever been a part of this program. Uh, they said that he didn't go to college at MIT, even though he did. Uh, they said he didn't work at Los Alamos Labs, which he did, and he had to prove all of these things uh, through unconventional. Well, methods. let's be fair. Nothing, nothing that, nothing of anything substantial's been
1: proven. That's just what we, you know, can I guess to somewhat research. But the thing of it is. What mm-hmm. do you mean, like, proving what he said? Well, okay, so he supposedly went and did all the. Let's take this step by step. So yeah. he went to so the college aspect, mm-hmm. you know. Saying that he went to MIT. Right. He went to MIT, and he studied all this stuff, in college degree. Everything that is out there right now
0: says he never went to college. Which, okay, my rebuttal to that, number one, do you think the government has ever wiped someone from some history books? And whether it was college or university, or maybe their military history, or maybe a birth certificate, or social well, security. There, card. There's things around that. So I'm saying that. like they, that, oh, just because the records doesn't show that he did this, the guy built a jet engine car. Well, the, the, the government didn't
1: say, <laughs> the government from has never said that he wasn't there. Is he was working What's on, the difference? He was on contract, working in basically a sub-level, dare I say, peon position, And he, he, you know, I'm not saying what he did or didn't see because it's never been really said, but they're saying, yeah, he was there and he was in in this area, but he was not working in the capacity in which he was. The other side of this is, too, the argument has to be made is with as much traction as this guy has. In the publicity side and
0: what he claims, I would assure you somebody would step up and validate it. Nobody's validating his story. There has. There has been people that have stepped up and like the security guard, for instance, <laughs> who gave clearance to people whenever they got off the Janet flights to come to and from the facility, 30 years later, validated, yes, I did see Bob come on and off those flights uh, to the, the facility. So. You do have other people that are collaborating. Yeah, but those are that, thats
1: not collaborating a story. That's just collaborating that he was there. I mean, there's not denying what are they
0: doing and how how There's nobody's
1: denying that he was there. They're just what the issue was again, step by step, is they're saying I was a scientist. I was studying these type of isotopes. I was doing this. What they're saying is he didn't do that. He did. He was doing this job. He was there. So, yeah, the security guard, what
0: I'm saying about that, yeah, sure, the security guard would have seen him because he was there. So, so what they're trying to say is that, oh, Bob isn't as smart as what he says he is. He never went to this school, and whenever he was here at this facility, he didn't do the job that he said he had. Well, is how that
1: does, what you saying? How does MIT have records that all of a sudden everybody's is, everybody's is there except for his? Well, I mean, unless, you know, which is... 100%. can the government make this stuff happen
0: 100.
1: <laughs> yeah i would say that that's possible yeah i mean it's just
0: a database uh, i mean it's all it is so same thing. well and back then you got to think it wasn't a database <clears throat> in the cloud this was just paper copies you know how hard would it be to get anybody to walk in there and pull this file and boom it's gone forever right because you know, that, that's how they kept the records but the the thing that ultimately what i'm trying to get at is that The MIT was just a small part of it, because that's just part of trying to discredit them. And then you have the, the other half of trying to say that he never worked at Los Alamos Labs. And despite the fact that you had a journalist who called him on multiple occasions over the course of several years, trying to get confirmation about it, they would always say, no, we have no records of him ever working here. Well, he pulls out a phone directory that has Bob's name listed under Los Alamos Labs in the directory, to prove that he was there during that time period, as well as a photograph of him on the front page news saying Bob Lazar, physicist for Los Alamos Labs, yeah. doing XYZ. So, you know, like to, to try and, and say that he wasn't there is just crazy. And then on top of that, you're talking about a guy who's also in the news for building a jet engine vehicle, he was also in the news for running <laughs> a prostitution ring, too. Oh, um, so they say, <laughs> so they say, because. I mean how, how much more do you have to do if, if this guy is allegedly uh, running child prostitution? i w well, I'm just well,
1: no, it wouldn't child prostitution, it's a prostitution or brothel. But Either my right. thing is like if they're gonna come up with something to put a guy in jail or destroy him, especially a prostitution maybe they you have to come have to up with something him, better. It's
0: about discrediting because the thing <clears> of it is <throat> the experts in this field and just the the normal crackhead believers who, who think that aliens are you know, descending upon us and abducting people all the time. Uh, they're the people that do all the discrediting for the government. They have to do very little, and so all you have to do is just get him to be grouped up with everybody else, looking like you're crazy, and you've won. Right. Even if he's saying, even if everything he's saying is the truth, and uh, I think that's what <laughs> whatever that was. Uh, I think that's exactly I'm what I'm debunking you is. as we speak. So yeah, okay. Look, let's let's uh, let's hear it.
1: No, no, I, I mean, I'm just, I want to make sure that the, the things that are being thrown out there that, I, you know, I'm not misquoting. Because I'm not, it's hard because the thing is this guy's back in, what, the 80s? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously, like I said a minute so the prostitutionary comes into play because that was obviously, you, you know, this is 2023. It's a different, whole different yeah. era of things, how that was handled so you know i can't rule it out again that they would completely discredit it i don't i just can't buy this stuff because he has nothing more than his word well you he was know, able I mean, to
0: take the reporter through the los alamos facilities from the inside and correctly show him throughout the entire building like somebody who actually worked there and then when you were talking about the area 51 side how you can how he can kind of prove himself that he actually was there working on these objects is that he took three of his friends out three weeks in a row to view the craft whenever they were test flying them, and he has it on video. So it's not like, I mean, how else do you know that unless you're in the know? And you're not in the know if you're not doing anything yeah, to better yet, the program. Yet
1: again, if that if that was so easily validated that way, I mean, it, it's to me, it's too easy to discredit because the thing of it is, the videos, again, are crap
0: back in the 80s. I mean, like, lo- yeah, but the thing of video. it is, the, <laughs> it is the 80s, I'll give you With that. With his friends, That's like, drinking.
1: Yeah, mean, probably a, one of the cameras you get a button yeah, and it to yeah, You know, like I mean, I get it. I yeah. just, if, if they're going to come up and they're going to definitively say these things, they're going to have to have more evidence. See, the other thing it is, too, is like, if this guy is kind of as, I'm going to say as
0: shady as what he is. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know him personally, so I can't really no. say that. He's, like,
0: he's never profited one dollar in all the years that he's uh, come out and talked. He's never taken a single dollar for any of it. And he's been paid by a lot of people, but he donates it to charities and, like, scientists, organizations. So, because he knows it's dirty money. Right. So well, it, I mean, this is I mean, I, did, it, I mean... It. Who else? But there's going to happened.
1: have to be more, you know, whether it be the government coming out with it, which is probably very unlikely right now. They're going to have to be more substantial evidence to, than some guy saying. Because at the end of the day, even though that guy could be 100%, 100% right, at the end of the day, the only thing you and I know still at the end of the day is it's just another guy's word. You know, like I don't factually believe that to a hundred degree, hundred percent, that I'm gonna have to actually put my eyes on it. I'm gonna have to put my hands on it. But that's the downside of where we're at, because we are so lied to by media, by you know news, by by the government. That even if the government came out today and said, "Hey, you know, we did find an alien," for all I know, is just a publicity pull to get
0: votes. Which you they, know, I mean, they There's, have come out and said there are unidentified aerial phenomena that we. Do not know who that is and these people are and these objects and craft are flying over military I mean, installations uh close to military bases in restricted sure. air spaces and they always you have, have some around? answer for it i
1: mean like you know because one of them you know they were on the uss omaha there was one i mean i've seen errors in that personally because one it's, it happened to be at night so fine it's a grainy blurry picture but this thing goes down and then back in the back down real quick and like, oh, splash, splash, like, like it went in the water. Like it's like it can go from all these dimensions from space to air to in the water, which Transmary. I'm not ruling it out that the thing's is possible with the video, there's errors in it, for one, that I would personally see in it. And then it's not because, yes, it is grainy. It's a crappy video, all that stuff. I, I That's definite. But the way that it, it just demonstrates itself, there's errors in it, and it says glitch all over it. Um, and the thing of it is, to even more validate that point, not saying that it's, you know, the, these things didn't happen, but to even more validate it, even the government's coming out saying, yeah, these things do happen, which on a whole other page, that's alarming. But so, so you have that instance for one. So how much of this stuff happens with other technology, you know, that's out there? Cause it does happen. Um, you know, like the tic-tac thing, the problem with that one is that one could say it was glitched. You know, it was a guy, is the radar, is this, but that's, that's the problem. Yeah. There's other people have seen it. Yeah. Um, Six people saw it both radars, picked it up. Yeah, uh, you know, the thing of it know. is, that one particularly, if it were me from the governor's standpoint, I wouldn't have released some of that footage and probably wouldn't say anything because the problem of it is is they had fighter jets that were trying to find this thing, and they couldn't find it.
0: Yeah. And that is our air defense, the best we have. Well, um, the way <laughs> and I understand it, it is particularly, like, basically the way that went down is there's was supposed to be a test flight. They go out there. During the test flight, they say, hey, there's, there's someone in this area, go check it out. So they go to the area, they can see something's going on near the water, and that's at the point where they see the Tic Tac moving around at erratic rates of speed, doing things that are breaking the laws of physics. So as they get closer to it, the object notices him, mirrors what he's doing, and then goes to his cat point, which is basically a predetermined destination that they're gonna be going to, So we got there before he did, and it was at least sixty seconds ahead of when the radar was able to refresh. So by the time the radar refreshed, he was already there, and it was over Mm fifty miles away. So yeah, so crazy amount of speed. Uh, It was a very quick uh, situation as far as like from the start of the video to the end, and the full video was released. Uh, But there's another video called the Gimbal, uh, which is a longer video where it actually shows a fleet of them about four or five of them, but in the video that they released to the public, you're only seeing about a minute and a half, I believe, of when the object starts to turn on its side before going.
1: Yeah, so so some of these things, you know, is like they defy all these laws of physics and you know, aerodynamics and all that stuff, and I don't necessarily buy that. Because the only way they could possibly do that is something to defy gravity. However, what you don't see, and you won't see this in any videos because all these videos are crappy to begin with. So, but we'll, we'll for say, for instance, they are true. What you can't see is all these different angles of this object. So you see a side view. Mm -hmm. How do you know that that doesn't have some type of propulsion system from the front and back? We don't because we can't see that. And so, from the other side of other arguments from, from other encounters, as you may see it from the backside. How do we know that these things are not, there's some propulsion from underneath or on top? Because this technology does exist. And so, again, not ruling out that there's something out there. What I'm saying is, is people say, well, this thing's defying gravity. This thing's doing this. No, because the technology does exist. Well,
0: for, for instance, you know, you, you talk about, well, <clears throat> maybe it, it, the propulsion coming from another angle that we can't see in the video. The problem with that is that uh, any kind of propulsion system you use is gonna generate heat. And so like there's another video called the Go Fast video where he's tracking it going along the water and the object is darker than the water which would indicate that it's colder than the ocean water which at that day they looked at it was like right around 65 degrees. So something that's moving at a tremendous rate of speed using whatever propulsion system without generating much heat doesn't make much sense. I think it's possible. Uh, up-to-date. Yeah, I think it's possible that, that because the stuff would be a game changer.
1: Well, I think it's possible, though, because the thing of it is we do have a lot of water-cooled stuff, you know, in technology to begin with. And I don't think it's very far conceivable to, to get something down to operate within a certain temperature. And I think, and the reason I say that, too, is because I think it's in our government's best interest to study that technology for the sheer fact that we know that thermals exist. And so that's, it is a game changer in a war. And the thing of it is that is not so unthinkable, you know, more than, say, UFOs. That is such an easy concept to understand because all it is is just generating enough cold to offset the heat. But how do you know that? And well, I crazy. mean, well, the thing of it is <laughs> this technology existed in another form years ago in water-cooled machine guns. You know, and now I know that that's a, a very small scale but they had these things for that reason is because they would get so stinking hot that they ran water through these things to keep them down. Would they pick up on, on thermal? Yeah, they would, you know, thermals I don't even think existed back then. Um, so the technology has been there for years, decades already. What we're talking about so just flying at jet
0: speeds. <clears throat> you know, there's just no way around it. You're flying at a jet speeds. It's going to get hot. You know, and you know, I, I think whatever. the atmospheric
1: conditions though, could play a factor in those things too, because, Again, the problem with it is, is like some of these things with these Tic Tac thing, you know, the video stuff like that. They didn't have thermals, you know, on some of them, and so they can switch between. So they can set, and that's, I guess, more what I'm trying to say. They're making accurate or or statements to
0: something that they can't. They don't have any information on it at all. Well, they do, and that's the thing, though, because I, I think you're just trying to to look at from one angle and, and one angle alone. Like, for instance, the the situation with the USS Omaha. Well, you can say like, oh, that's a, a light reflection in the sky and this is, you know, something completely normal. Well, the problem of it is the entire ship was swarmed <clears throat> by these objects uh, that nobody was able to identify. And the people on that ship, it's their job to do that, whether it's a drone or, or another craft. You know, the fact that they weren't able to do that, they capture it on all these other different uh, systems besides just visually. And you're trying to say, well, no, it, it's... It's something else. Well, you know, I never said point, it was a reflection because what I was going to say to that—hey, like, there's something going on
1: here. Yeah, and I do believe that there's things out there, and that's what they're concerned about—is this, you know, China or Russia spying us with technology that we may not necessarily have. Um, but yeah, it's a concern because I would—I mean, you look at any—the Chinese are advanced, you know, the bottom line, and so—and they have the money to back things too. And so you look at these things, and it's not such an inconceivable idea that what we'd say is UFOs, like, no, you've got somebody out there in China, Russia, Germany, wherever, that's actually smarter than the American that
0: created something. Well, I, I would say, look at what we did with the nuclear bomb. <clears throat> the moment we had the capabilities to use it and we dropped it on Japan, that wasn't just to drop it on Japan and, and end the, the war. It was to send a message to everybody else. Sure, I mean... And so, if if another country was up to this, doing something like this, it wouldn't just be mysterious, oh, you know, who was, what was that? No, they're going to take ownership for it, and to basically say, yeah, we own you. So I don't think at this point run. they would
1: do that because the thing of it is, is, if one of these foreign countries are doing that, you know, I, I don't know that it's an act of war, but it darn sure ain't gonna it be. Is. It ain't gonna be yeah. looked at very nicely. Traveling and, and so airspace, I don't think
0: that jamming radar systems. I don't
1: think that anything like that would come to tuition and brought to like yeah that was us, until something like that gets you know captured or or happens to actually fall in the ocean and they catch you know whatever they get a hold of that in, that technology. And that and that kind of is the problem. Like, you know, with aliens again, giving it the credit that's due is it exist or not? You know, it's debatable. But the thing of it is, even if it's another life or even they're intelligent, you know, like none of this is ever coming to facts. Like they have no visual of whether it's a little green man or a very sophisticated version of a human or something completely different. There's nothing out there that they've got this that, that to the public's information. Now, if the government, okay, it is what it is,
0: but well, there's nothing got, out there that shows it. that. Then you have a guy that's telling you, they got Yeah, you know, but you know, our government
1: is so corrupt and so easily bought out and so many leaks that people the more people know about things, and this is just a general rule of thumb with people in general, they run their mouth. And there's somebody out there right now that could have this information, this very profitable information, if they could just even factually somewhat prove it. And The thing of it is a cell phone would somewhat prove it because they can say, No, that's that's generated, that's a fake, that's a whatever. They can take that and see um now there's some liability there of how much trouble they would get in and stuff like that obviously you know um the thing of it is you know even the area 51 thing i say our government i would think is smart enough that if in fact they were holding this stuff there of some
0: sort whatever it may be it's surely not there now i don't know i yeah because i did think about that exact question too and if i was the government The best thing about Area fifty one now is that you don't have to be so secretive. Do you have to maybe change the times that you're doing it? Sure. But overall you really don't have to change because everyone's assuming you're going to do that. So why would you not just stay put? Well and there's some things too, unless you're not trying to hide
1: anything unless you're just because the thing of it is with Area Fifty One and there's other places do other stuff too, they have you know stuff that's testing. You know new technology, stuff like that. The bottom line is, they say they build some new fancy jet. They gotta test it. They yeah. gotta put it in the air somewhere. You know, so so somebody's out there with their camera, or cell phone. What is that? It's a UFO. No, it's not. It's
0: the government's yeah. testing something, which the and military they... can prove and disprove a lot of the incidents like, go on it's from the public side. But the problem of it is what they're running into and why they've had to create these task force to study these events is because there is something going on there are a lot of people service members who are encountering these things and there's no protocol so I don't and think it it's is that, a though. flight risk yeah. this, this is the group in my opinion as much as you would advocate that
1: and I would probably go into probably you'd probably agree that after I make the statement I don't think it was designed for that I think it's an internally designed cover-up it's like okay they want the press to find out what's going on. Here's what the press is going to get. They're going to give them the information that the government wants them to know. That's what that group is designed for, if they were designed for anything at all. It wasn't to say, okay, let's let's look into this and see. Now, that's what they got the stupid Space Force for. Well, they, you know, whatever. It, it, Isn't that what they're for? I mean, they're the, supposed to be looking at this the, stuff.
0: The head of Project Blue Book, which I, I believe was the last like true UFO study that the government did, he did come out and openly admit that, hey, basically the point of this program was to kind of demystify UFO phenomena and where people weren't so wrapped up in it, basically to try and, and push some of the attention away by debunking uh, a lot of it. And so it kind of was a, a little bit of a psyop. So I could definitely see them doing the same thing again, but I think it, it's kind of changed now because we are in this kind of newer age where we're starting to understand things better but you also have a lot more people that are seeing these things where you can't just keep it under wraps like you used to because someone can, like, there are pilots out there who will whip out their own cell phone, which they can then release to the public because it's their footage. Sure. But, you know, good luck catching a, an object when you're traveling. Yeah, they're fast, you know, going <laughs> faster than the speed of sound and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, and I would have to discredit that, you know, video right off the bat because it would be horrible. Um, <clears throat> but the point of it all is, though, to me, Someone like Bob Lazar, uh, who didn't take any financial interest in the situation, you know, didn't profit off of information that he gave. Uh, as far as what the story that he gives, it's factually consistent. He reported things way back in the day that nobody else could have known, and he just so happens to guess right in all these situations, well, it was, whether it's Element 115. Uh, the, the way that he was able to give it, the way he was given access, badge, keys, and stuff like that, the scanning uh, mechanism that they used, or security measurement, whatever you want to call it, uh, the location of where they were flying the craft, the times of when they were flying the craft, uh, you know, all these weird little things that, unless you were part of that unit or team that's working on these things, you just don't have that information. I, I, and, and that's, and that's and arguable
1: because from my side, being in the military, you don't have to actually be part directly to know when these things take place. Well, and so the, like the uh, flight times and stuff like that. If he was on that base, even on a capacity of a, um, a even a civilian, is he a civilian contractor, you know, obviously, um, he would be exposed to it enough to know general flight times.
0: In a, in a sense, though, because the way he explained it <laughs> was that it was very compartmentalized, and basically saying that like he was uh, in charge of the reactor, I believe, and trying to figure out how it works uh, and everything else and trying to back-engineer it. <clears throat> so they only gave him documents relating to the reactor. Uh, <clears throat> other parts of the craft, whether it was like maybe what material was this made out of, mm-hmm. well, that's another division, and they don't talk amongst each other because you're... It's yeah, I Tom mean, <coughs> there's, so, there's a lot of things that I think is very arguable in
1: there that, you know, for one, if I graduated from MIT, I can guarantee to you I would have a freaking paper up on my wall. At a minimum, I would have kept my diploma, my degree. Whereas, uh, I mean, I, and I disagree. It got lost in the fire. I, yeah, I, I disagree. I, don't, I mean, don't think
0: that, because you got to understand, there are a lot of people out there who are extremely intelligent, but kind of quirky or don't want attention. And especially if you've done something like- Yeah, but all you got to do is just run. say, oh, what about this piece of paper? That's simple. Oh, okay, well, what about them saying, hey, you don't work at Los Alamos Labs, and then he brings the proof, and people still want to try and say, oh, he didn't work there. Well, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, how many times do you have to prove yourself? The thing
1: of it is that that documentation is different than a degree, because that is, that is that's, a, that's a sealed, you know, um, I say sealed, the word I'm looking for, notarized document. Well, like you're gonna now, you're gonna have Let's, to debunk that. You're gonna have to debunk a notary. You're gonna have to, yeah. it, you know, these things are. They could go back and say, "Oh, Joe doc or notarized that on you know April first, for instance." Yeah. They go back and say, "Okay, yeah, he was a notary there. He was this. He was that." Mm-hmm. You know, the thing of it is, that's a very big piece of documentation that somebody from a, a big credited school like that they would have. I think that they would have. Well, Again, not saying
0: that... about a guy that he can build a <clears throat> laser gun, he created a jet engine car, you know, so clearly this man has capabilities and, and is extremely intelligent. And so we'll just say he didn't even go to MIT, but you, as the government, you know, and you've been working on these projects for however long, you know, you see a guy like that, that clearly you can discredit them. Well, hey, you know, he doesn't have the educational background maybe that most people do, uh, you know He loves guns, has a, a pirate flag hanging outside of his house, you know, he builds jet engine vehicles, you know all these weird little things about the guy, you can use all that as ammunition to discredit them if something goes wrong or just after the program's over. So it, it would kind of make sense to pick someone like Bob Lazar, but I don't think what they were accounting for is that people want the truth. And, and the thing of it is, whenever you are backtracking, there's, there's always a level of faith you have to have, you know, whether it's someone like Commander David Fraber, you know, we Obviously, we have video evidence and everything else to support what he was saying, just like Bob yeah. does. Well, see, uh, the, the other part of this
1: that's really you know, questionable, too, I guess from the government side, that if, in fact, the heat, this was all real, and at the time he's coming out, it would have been a threat to national security, bottom line. And there is not an amount of time that lapses. Obviously, on that job, he was held to some type of security clearance. If he yeah. was, in fact, in, in that, that job, job yeah. he would have been held to some Clear sort of security clearance. And, you know, so, one, where did that get bre- breached at? Where the government could come in and do something. A threat to national security, it doesn't matter if it's freaking five years, 30 years. If you're a threat to national security, you automatically, you've already got enough to put you to, I'd say be arrested, but to do something. And they didn't either of these things. And the reason being is because I don't think he was there. I don't think he did any of these things. And that's why the
0: government had no envelope to push because it was all a lie. Well, I, if that if that's the case, then the only thing I would say for anybody that, that's watching or listening would have to be, go watch the documentary, you know, go watch the, the episode that he does with Joe Rogan where he talks for over two and a half hours and tell me that his story isn't convincing by the time you're, you're done hearing it. Because it, you know, I, we, I feel like we can go back and forth on, you know, these little tidbits of, of information, like did he go to MIT uh, or did he also produce a, a jet engine vehicle on his own in his garage? Yeah, you know, so like i guess for me at least i would kind of especially in today's world i would take the guy who can build a jet engine on his own over an mit grad uh especially if we're talking about trying to figure out something that nobody knows how to figure out you'd want probably a fresh set of eyes on there than what you've been getting <clears throat> beyond that you know you're also talking about a situation ultimately dad where no matter what there's always going to be skeptics. And the the problem with being a skeptic in this situation is that it's it's lazy. You know, to say that they're, because we don't have direct physical evidence that I can hold in my hand right now, it must not be true. Well, that's just, it's lazy, you know, at the end of the day, because that, that requires no uh, real thought or explanation behind it other than prove it. Well, the problem of it is, how do you explain something that is not of this world? We don't have a a dictionary to how to describe these crafts because number one no one ever wants to have the conversation so beyond that whenever people do actually have these experiences or see these types of things how do you explain that in a in a so way I mean, that can be consistent so mean, the person over time, nine, which they are there's documented history over the course of 50 60 years now where different types of craft have been seen and then here we are 50, right. 60 years later and the same thing still. Well, I mean, on. the argument can be made it's
1: lazy because you're like, well, I have to have the facts to see it, whatever that I would also, you know, and, and you know, each man their own. I would say it's ignorance just because you've seen it on the internet or because you've seen it on TV that you believe it. Because the fact of it is the people that seeing this, you included, you don't have anything more to go off of than those documentaries, than that person's word. You know, yeah, there, there's notes. the pieces and stuff yeah. like that. More so, there's ignorance on that part too. So just as it's lazy, just as ignorance and you know, whatever else. To, I think the bottom line of it is in these in these situations with all of them is I don't think we can rule this out. Is there little green men? I would argue that 100 percent that is dumb. My opinion doesn't mean that doesn't exist. I think it's dumb. Is there other life besides humans? I think it's a possibility. You know, and the reason I say that's a possibility is because. I'm not going to run from a Christian belief that if God created the heavens and the earth. Going off that premise, you know, just because He didn't put in the Bible that I didn't create something else, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, because we but look boy, at things. You yeah. know, God didn't say I made the cheetahs, I made the leopards, I made, you know, He made the animals. He didn't give every little specific one, and and we we obviously have a bunch of them. So we can't right. say, well, God didn't make that because that wasn't in the Bible. No, that that's ignorance. The other thing that I look at in kind of a big picture to kind of look at do these things exist? Is we look at life right now on Earth, maybe not people, but in, in creatures and you know animals, all this other stuff, and we're finding new things all the time. You know? And, and so there's this, I, you, know, you could say new life out there. These things have been around and they're just discovering them. And so is it possible that this is out there and we just haven't discovered it yet? Sure, because that is happening as we speak.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, I I guess for me, the, the conclusion ultimately would be as an individual, it's your responsibility to do some of your own research and look at it with a skeptical eye. But don't be so skeptical that you rule out all possibilities, you know, because at the end of the day, there's a lot more questions anytime, you know, I watch these videos or these documentaries or anything or listen to people talk about it then I, I feel like I, I get answers. In a lot of ways, I feel like that's a good thing because in a situation where we're dealing with the unknown, I think it requires us to be open-minded as to what it is. You know, I would be interested, before we get out of here, if aliens existed, do you think they're from another planet, another dimension? You know, what where do you think their origins no, actually if, are? If,
1: if I had to say that they existed, I think America public would probably be very uh not one it. they're probably some species of something that is absolutely again i gotta be careful with my words <laughs> dumb you know and they're like oh they've got all this new technology they got all this cool stuff and then you know it's like no they don't that's just something that you know i think the government has this stuff i mean i could go on, and on about this because it's such a back and forth type thing but I think we'd probably be let down to what after all these years and all the money and all this investment I think we're we'll probably be let down and the thing of it is at the end of the day skeptic or not I could care less I mean right now at this state where everything's at there is nothing infringing at all in my life to national security to my livelihood on a day-to-day basis or my family yeah. and and I highly doubt that there's gonna be a um, as, as little as we know about any alien species, supposedly, I highly doubt that we are going to have this big alien takeover anytime soon. Um, so I'm not
0: too concerned about it. Well, okay. So from, from my perspective, like if I was actually going to have to throw some money down and make a guess, uh, I would say it's got to be interdimensional. You know, because I, I think if we, if the craft and the videos that we're seeing are real, are legit from another world, uh, and they can travel at this rate of speed and break the every law of physics that we know currently it's to me it, it would make sense then that someone would be capable of basically time and space no longer matters at that point mm-hmm. you know you can travel any distance however fast <clears throat> you need to so you know combining that it's just to me it would make more sense and especially with how big the galaxies and, and the universe is it would just make sense to interdimensional more than like interplanetary like source from you know, Mars or whatever. Well, that's a problem.
1: The you other, know, uh, you know, not to keep going down these roads, but there's so much even places, you know, not, not a lot, but there's places that's undiscovered. I mean, I'm talking about the rainforest. Or the ocean. Like, there's yeah. all these places that are undiscovered or un, you know, yeah. whatever. So I don't know. Maybe there's some group of, uh, you know, very intelligent people out here that they'll probably pass it off as they were, you know, I'm not. Even gonna do well, that it, opens it up would a whole crazy debate.
0: But if if they were like underwater, you know, like had some type of crazy base down there somewhere deep in the well, inside. you never know. You
1: might have like Gillman or something down there that can
0: <laughs> breathe water uh, and you know, I don't know. But to me, I, I guess the last point I would make, you know, because I, I feel like this is the other argument here too. If aliens existed, they wouldn't come to Earth because Earth isn't really worth their time. Uh, and I, I just completely disagree with that because I think at the end of the day. People are special and unique, (coughs) and you're talking about, um, let's see, what's the, people that are basically primates with medieval institutions and godlike technology. Combining all those things together, what a great movie to watch. And so if I'm an alien from outer space and it takes nothing for me to swing by Earth real quick and watch these guys duke it out over land and they're destroying the Earth and everything else, at the very least it would be interesting to watch. Like if we if we're willing to watch birds and you know, worms or whatever else, you know, all these weird little creatures, just us doing that, why would an alien not do that with a, another species they may, that's they developing like, Oh look at those little technology. birds down there. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they
1: think if that's <laughs> the case, you know. Um I just think that there would be I don't know. We could go
0: again, we could go on and on. So the only thing I'm gonna do is You know, get some feedback from people. See what they think. I don't know. Yeah, and make sure, guys, that you're liking and and subscribing to our podcast. You know, we'd love any support for helping out a a local creator. Uh, You know, until I'm I'm making money, i got to plug myself. So, you know, with that, we really do appreciate your time. Uh, Hopefully this was enlightening. I I love talking about uh, topics like this. So, you know, drop a comment below. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next week.